Welcome, welcome to another week of Happy For You. This week, I have a special guest. Say hello. I don't know if you can hear her um, sniffing. This is Harley. I'm watching my sister's dog, and um, she's so precious, and she'll probably be sitting here the entire time. For those who have Spotify, I just found out that Apple can't see videos, so I'm sorry about that. I do post these to YouTube, so yeah, but it's a Friday night. I have my wine and my cheese. Mm -hmm. I hope you have your wine and your cheese, too. Mm -hmm. White cheddar. White cheddar. Mm-hmm. 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 Wine is associated with cheese, and cheese is associated with wine. Boom. Done. So, I didn't forget about you guys with your question and answer um, that I posted on my Instagram. For those who may not have seen it, I posted a poll, not a poll, but like something on my Instagram where I said, like, ask me any question. It could be about anything. It could be about me or anything to do with well-being in general. And so you guys asked some really good questions and your questions were like so good that I decided to break this episode into two parts. I hope that's not annoying, but the reason why I'm doing this is because the questions were from so many different areas that I felt that if I combined all of those answers into one episode, you wouldn't be able to actually take in the information and apply it because the point of these episodes are for you to apply it to yourself and I feel like you're not able to do that if you're receiving too much information at once. It's just overwhelming. So today I'm going to be answering four questions. And I just, for those questions I won't be getting to in this episode, just know I will be getting to it in the next episode. But I put a lot of thought and research and personal experience into these answers so I really hope that it's going to benefit you, but here are the questions that I'm going to be answering today. So the first question is, what are your top three self-care activities that has changed your life? Um, I'm also going to be keeping these anonymous because I don't know, just for like, I don't know how you feel with me saying your name, but, and then the second question is, what do you do with non-committal friends? The third question is how to overcome people pleasing. And the fourth question is what is your ideal weekend itinerary? I want to make sure that I'm putting in full effort to your question instead of just like giving it as a little like end of the episode type thing where I'm just like okay yeah here's your answer done you know because like this is for you and 
Second of all, I really appreciate those who have reached out because it helps me grow and it helps me understand what I need to be putting into the episodes. So thank you for that. I'm going to leave the people pleasing for last because I think that's the biggest question of them all and I have a lot to say about it. So I'm going to start out with what are your top three self-care activities that has changed your life? So <laughs> this, hold on, let me have a sip of my wine real quick. Um, POV, it's like Friday and then you get your nails done and then you have your wine and your cheese and I'm just like so excited. I don't know. It's like Friday hits and you just feel like a whole different person, like your personality changes. You're like, yeah, suddenly my depression is gone. It's like, great. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. I also have my Valentine's Day PJs on right now. Um, they have little hearts on them. I don't know if you can see, but I got them. I got this from Gap uh, a couple months ago and um, I'm not I'm not really into Valentine's Day. Um but, you know, any any kind of holiday is a excuse to have a little bit of wine. You know what I mean? Um, I hope you're listening to this with your wine, too, or, like, I don't know, a poppy drink or whatever the fuck. Anyway, so, side rant. I just wanted to explain that I'm doing this, doing this episode during the week of Valentine's Day. So, happy Valentine's Day, y'all. <laughs> Whether you have a boyfriend or a girlfriend or, like, whatever. What are your top three self-care activities that has changed your life? So I know I always say journaling, but I'm not going to give that to you this time because that's what I always say and we need to change it up a little bit. Okay. So number one is waking up and not going on my phone first thing in the morning. I started doing this a couple years ago like consistently like sometimes it ends up being a couple hours which I'm not saying you need to do that but like I think that this is a form of self-care a lot of people view self-care as like <laughs> my wine my nails my you know face mask but self-care is so much more than that and I think it has a lot to do with the little things that you're doing and mostly in the morning is mostly a word I don't even know <laughs> my vocabulary is very poor for a master's level student but it's fine I'm not even a student anymore I keep forgetting that anyway so I think this is a form of self self-care because you may think of it as, oh, I'm not going on my phone in the morning because I'm not looking at messages or I'm not looking at emails. I view it as this is me prioritizing me first thing in the morning. Nothing else is important unless it's an emergency or unless it's like work calling me that I like, I don't know. It's like work is calling me about like my shift being canceled or something like that, you know? But like, for the most part, my phone is always on sleep mode when I go to bed and I wake up and I continue that. It's always on sleep mode. And you know why this is so important 
is because when you, I'm going to make a whole episode on a morning routine in general, but this is just a small little part that is a part of my morning routine um, that I view as self-care. And this phone can contribute to a lot of our stress. If you didn't know that already, I'm sure a lot of you know that, but when you look at your phone first thing in the morning, the blue light, literally, you can see it on my face right now. Okay, so the blue light <laughs> makes your cortisol level spike and your cortisol is a hormone in your body that is associated with, it's your stress hormone basically. And when that spikes in the morning, now usually in the morning our cortisol levels are always a little bit higher than normal because I don't know, it's just how our bodies are when we first wake up. But when you look at your phone, the blue light spikes your cortisol. And on top of that, we have what is called delta waves and beta waves in our brain, right? So delta waves are associated with sleep and sleep. <laughs> And beta waves are associated with mental concentration focus. So when you go on your phone first thing in the morning, you are immediately interfering with those brain waves and you are basically like interrupting them in a way that is unnatural. And it, what needs to happen is our brain needs to wake up naturally on its own. And when you go on your phone, it shifts those brain waves and it can just mess up your entire day, basically. And you may not even be aware of it, but you know, like just try going on your, not going on your phone when you wake up, because this is a way of not, of prioritizing you and feeling like you are in control. Like I'm waking up and this is most important to me. My morning routine is more, most important to me. So I'm not going to go on my phone unless it's an emergency, right? I'm telling you, there is no email that needs to be opened at this very second at seven in the morning. It just doesn't need to happen. Just this is the time for you. And I notice that when I do this and I don't text anyone and I don't look at anything, no social media, nothing, I feel less stressed and I feel very in control and it's such a, a feeling of freedom and that's what I just love about it. I'm going on a rant, but so the second thing that I do for self-care, so this is two of three. So what are the three self-care activities that has changed your life? Number two is taking a day to myself at least once a week if not once a week, once every other week. Um, I know this might be hard for people who may be in college, who may have kids. There's a lot of different things going on that we all have in our lives. But I'm telling you, if you can find just one day to yourself, even if this is a day that like you're working, but then after work and before work, you're prioritizing just you. Like 
this can make such an impact. And I'm going to go in depth right now. In these days off, I usually take days to myself on a day off. But if you need to do it on a day that you're working, that's that's fine too. But in these days, I do everything that I don't normally get to. So that's like laundry, cleaning my room, um, like making appointments that I've been meaning to get to, reading books, like doing whatever I want to do. And I just love that when I have a day to myself, there's no one that I'm pleasing. There's nothing that I need to satisfy. I am just being me. And that's all that matters. And to me, I think that is such a beautiful thing to, um, sorry about Harley. Sorry about Harley. I think it's such a beautiful thing to prioritize a day specifically for you, no one else, and you're not bothered. And I, I often see that when I do give myself these days, I charge up so well. Mm, yeah. Anyway, um, sorry. <laughs> um, so I just, I, I charge up when I do that. It just makes me feel good. It's not cleaning my room because I have to, it's because I want to. And then when I do see that my room is clean, I am mentally clean. Does that make sense? My mind is less cluttered when everything in my environment externally is less cluttered. Maybe you can relate. I think this is an actual thing. Um, I, I've said this already, but in other episodes, but I'm just going to say it again, that physical clutter around your environment, there are studies, there's a Princeton study that I found, and uh, it's associated with decreased concentration and focus and increased irritability and stress. Boom. This is all associated with your stress. I'm so stressed out. Well, why? Why? Maybe your room is cluttered. Maybe you need a day to yourself. Maybe you need to stop going on your phone in the morning. Yeah, I said it. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. And then the third one here is the third thing that I do that has changed my life so that is self-care related is going for a walk by myself, no stimulation, no AirPods, nothing. I mean, I have my phone in my pockets on do not disturb, but like, man, is this life changing? Like, I don't know why, but like in college, I used to like cringe at taking walks. I like used to be like, ew, like, why did I do that? I don't, I don't know. I just, I think that I was afraid of what people driving by would think of me like, Oh, look at that girl walking. Like, <laughs> like what the fuck we're humans? Like what? Sometimes I just question the thoughts that I have. And I'm like, why was I thinking that? I mean, maybe some, some of you do have that, but like this might be something out of your comfort zone. And it was out of my comfort zone, but now I just do it because I don't give a fuck. It makes me feel good. And that's all that matters, right? If something makes you happy and it makes you feel good, then just do it. Who cares what anybody thinks, right? Go for that walk. Who cares what those people think driving by? 
Who cares if you look weird? No one gives a fuck. I don't care. No one cares. When I do these, when I do these walks, um, I often catch myself thinking about the most random things, plans coming up, things that happened yesterday, what's coming up in my day, like maybe even something that even happened a year ago. Like, I don't even know. I mean, my brain is very overwhelming. If you lived in my brain, it is a stress ball. There's just millions of thoughts at every second. And like, it's like I look at a tree and then I think about like, oh yeah, I remember like that tree that I saw the one day and like there was this person there and then, oh, I wonder what that person's doing now. Like, oh, blah, blah, blah. What the fuck? Are you okay? Just saying. Like, it's hard. It's really hard. And that's why I think that going for these walks is a good way to train your mind to just slow down, turn off, and just be in bliss of no stimulation. Like, no stimulation. Even listening to your favorite songs. I love doing that. I still go for walks with my favorite songs. But, like... Once a week, I will make sure that when the, I will, one of my walks throughout the week, I will make sure that it is a walk without stimulation, even if it's like a 10 minute walk, because these are the walks that I most often find myself reflecting. And then I often come home and have all these like thoughts that I'm like, you know what? Like life really isn't that bad, you know, like Maybe, maybe things are going right for me. And then you just seem to feel a little bit more positive suddenly. And I just think that it's a beautiful thing. The second question that I have is, what is your ideal weekend itinerary? Oh, I love this question. Let me eat a piece of cheese real quick. Uh-huh. White cheddar. White cheddar. Am I okay? I don't know. <laughs> I just got my nails done. Look at them. Don't look at my fingers though. Like not look at the nail, but don't look at my actual finger because I have anxiety and I pick on them and it's like a really bad habit. Yeah, and I've tried every remedy of like stress balls and band-aids and aquaphor and like anything you could think of. So if anyone has anything other than that, let me know because I'm open to any kind of idea. What is your I'm gonna sit back here for a second, okay? It's been a long it's been a long day. It's been a long week. You know, you know, what is your ideal weekend itinerary? I'm going to, I'm going to like, not just say like three things. Like I'm going to tell you in depth my ideal weekend itinerary. Okay. So usually I week work on a Friday and my ideal weekend is to come home after work, not have any obligations. I don't want to talk to anyone. I don't want to see anyone. <laughs> This sounds really fucked up, but like I need my alone time. I need, I'm just, this is the way I am. Maybe you're different and that's totally fine because we're all different humans, right? But me personally, I want to come home. I want to relax. I want to have no obligations. I spend my whole day pleasing people at my job and those people are the patients because that's just how it is. And I signed up for that and I'm okay with that. And I love being able to treat patients and, 
and be there for them doing during a really hard time that they're going through. But when I come home, I'm fucking tired and I just want to have my cheese, have my wine. Okay, so that's ideal. Then Saturday, I sleep in, I wake up, I'm home because I love sleeping in my own bed. And I make a really good breakfast, like an egg sandwich with like ham in it and Swiss cheese. Mm, avocado. Yes. Okay. And then <laughs> everything but the bagel seasoning, have my coffee, maybe a matcha. I don't know. And then I have plans for the day. I get a really cute outfit on. I put my makeup on. Like you can see how passionate I am about this. And then I go see my friends, maybe in Philly, maybe in Westchester. Mm, Westchester don't don't even get me started I went to Westchester for college and that place is my second home like I would do anything to go there so that is an ideal weekend itinerary but it doesn't have to be there like anywhere with my friends um and I just want to laugh and I just want to like be silly and let loose and and just be myself and uh rant and eat good food and have a probably an alcoholic beverage and um then after that <laughs> I feel like I'm in the elf movie like and then we're gonna have the snowballs and then we're gonna um eat the syrup and we're gonna make cards do you know what I'm talking about that that part in the movie and he was like and then we're gonna do this and then we're gonna eat gumball drops and the fuck so <clears throat> sorry let me slow down so then after that I either I would drive to my boyfriend's house or he would drive to me and then I spend the night with him and me and him you know have our wine and whatnot you know any 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 kind of thing with wine and um oh and then we wake up the next morning and then we get bagels and coffee. North Jersey has the best bagels and coffee. You don't even know. There's this one place that I just can't get over how good the coffee is. And I just love it. So I hope that this is also inspiring you to like do this for your weekend because like that's the point of this. Like I want you to have a weekend like this because it is amazing like I would do anything to sleep in and wake up and have a bagel and coffee like you don't even know how charging that is how recharging that is um and then I would just relax for the rest of the day because you know you need some point to relax okay to question number three what do you do with non-committal friends so let me explain this a non-committal friend, I don't want you to think like, okay, get the hint, this person's not committing to you for a reason, like, don't be their friend anymore, like, they're trying to cut you off, like, it's not like that. When I hear the word non-committal, I think it's a friend that truly does value you and loves you, but just truly does not know how to commit. And the problem with these friends is there is a fine line between showing that you care and that you love them, but also maintaining personal boundaries that are crucial to you and your mental health. Because uh, I have had 
friends in the past that were non-committal. So I want you to know that you're not alone because it's normal. But I've had friends in the past that were non-committal. And may I just preface that I am a very com- – like when I commit, I commit. It's just how I am. But some people aren't like that. And it's okay. I mean, you can't force someone to be someone that they're not. I I used to have a friend like that um, that just – didn't had a hard time committing where either they would commit and then last minute bail and you're like ready to go but they're like never mind and that's like frustrating or they don't commit because they're like making up an excuse of something else that's like clearly that's not the reason why but like they're that's the excuse they're making up anyway um because I think people have a hard time saying no so they think that making up an excuse is better and like I have a hard time with that as well is like saying no but that's gonna be in the next question of people pleasing um I think what it really comes down to is one understanding your boundaries and not letting people walk on you because I think that these people are unaware of how they're acting and walking on you without them realizing it and two is to just let it be and let it go and something so I'm Catholic I I like to go to church um and recently during the mass the priest gave a really really good homily and the theme of his homily was quote let it be and I think that like let it be is such a strong three words that train your mind to just let go and not feel like you need to control that person because you can't control them and instead just letting it be letting it go and this doesn't mean that you're just gonna let them walk all over you it means that if they don't commit whatever that's fine you have your own life and you just need to let it be and move on this kind of goes with like the let them theory I don't know if anyone have, has heard about that. I think it was Mel Robbins that came up with it. I'm not sure. But um, it's kind of similar to the let them theory. But uh, let it be is something that I personally heard at a church mass that I went to. And ever since then, when I run into these kind of circumstances, I just tell myself, let it be. Because... You can't control the fact that this person is going to commit to you. And I think what it also comes down to is that you cannot force anything that is not meant to be. And it doesn't mean that you have to stop being friends with them. Like you can still be friends with them, especially if they truly value, value you as a friend. But just like telling yourself, let it be, is a way to just let things fall into place on their own without forcing them. And when you do that, 
that's when you mentally and physically and emotionally let go from a situation and instead you worry about your own things and this this isn't saying like I think when we prioritize ourselves it often feels selfish but like it's not selfish for you to be experiencing a friend that's not committing and then you go and make plan plans anyways because they weren't committing you know like for an example this has happened to me before but like I know of this happening to other friends of mine and um it's like you make you you reach out and you're like hey like what are you doing like Saturday like there's this festival or whatever the fuck going on and I'd love for you to come like that's this is just an example and they're like yeah um you know I might have like this and like I don't know like I just the dog and like just saying just random shit right and you're just like all right whatever you give it a couple of days they still don't know what they want to do and this is what I'm saying they're not committing like you're like all right like let's get to the point here and that's when you have to just let it be let it fall into place on its own and you can even be like you know what I really would love for you to come this weekend, but I, my time is precious, you know, like we all work, right? You know, like we all only have a couple days off and we want to spend those few days off in a positive state. We don't want to spend those days worrying or doing things that we don't want to be doing. And, you know, you can say my, you know, you don't even have to over explain it. Like don't over explain it. That's the thing you we often over explain, but just saying like, I'd love if you came, but I'm just going to go make these plans. Like, don't worry about it. You know, that's probably what I would do. I don't know if that like is the correct way to do it, but that's what I do. And I find that I am more peaceful when I choose to end up doing what I want to be doing and not worrying about is this person going to come what time where all because you're relying on them you know like you have to remember that it's your life too and I think that we often like feel bad and that like we need to like we we feel bad reaching out like we're going to be annoying if we reach out again or like stuff like that when really it's like you only have like maybe two three days off during the week how do you want to spend those days you know, like you want to be spending those days doing what you want to be doing. So I think it's important to be prioritizing you and being straightforward because we beat around the bush. We sugarcoat things and you have to be straightforward. And that doesn't mean you have to be rude. It doesn't mean you have to be mean. You can be so nice and still get your point across that this is how it is if that makes sense. But I'm sure that this person really values you as a person and a friend. And maybe this is a family member. Maybe this is a friend. Maybe this is even your boyfriend or your girlfriend. Like sometimes I think we just have to accept. And that's the big, that's the big word here is acceptance. Um, that not everyone is like us. Not everyone has the same thoughts. Not everyone functions the same way. 
And we were all grown up in different households with different values and different outlooks on life. And they might be doing something that's non-committing and they don't even realize it because they don't even see the problem because it was never a problem when they grew up. It was never a problem in the first place. So why would they view it as a problem now? And they would only know that as if you said something. Um, So I think that it's important to make it apparent that you are trying to also look out for yourself, but also be kind to them and understand that, you know, they may not understand completely because it never may have even crossed their mind in the first place. I don't know. There's a lot that goes into it, but just acceptance, acceptance, personal boundaries, and let it be is the bottom line of that answer. Okay. So let's get into number what is this, number four? And if you need to back that up and listen to it again, you can save this episode. You can listen to it again. I'm telling you, it is so helpful. And I want you to remember what I'm saying and actually be like, apply it to yourself. Cheese and wine time. Uh Oh, I just dropped my cheese on the floor. Fuck. Do some of you like not eat things on the floor? Like, (laughs) you know maybe having an episode on um like brief intermission right now because my brain is like i want to make an episode on why i haven't gotten sick in like two years like i had strep throat this past summer but like it was barely anything like i barely even i was like what i have strep i'm fine like i was ready to go i went to my like i was chilling but like I mean, obviously I was on antibiotics and like whatnot. I don't, I don't need to get into all of it, but I knock on wood have not gotten sick, like fever, fever, um, nauseous, vomiting, whatever. And I don't even remember how long and I'm going to make an episode about it. So let me know. Okay. Last question. And then, um, I want you to enjoy your day and your night. Question is, how to overcome people pleasing? (laughs) How to overcome people pleasing? Oh, what a beautiful answer that is. Thank you for your answer. Thank you for your question. Harley, do you have anything you need to say about that? She's not in the, she's not in the, um, camera. I saved this one for last because I think it's most important, but I did kind of already say some things that kind of led into this. So let's just see how this goes. I made some, I went in, I deep, I went through a deep dive, like submarine down into the ocean for this one for you. Okay. Just letting you know, because I'm applying to this to myself. I not only care about you, but I also care about me and we're in this together. We're learning this together. And so I found three ways to overcome people pleasing according to experts. Experts did studies on these three answers and this is how you're going to overcome people pleasing. And what I'm going to start out with is what is the definition of please people pleasing? What does it mean? People pleasing is when you are doing something to make someone else happy, even when you don't want to do it. 
but you do it anyway because you're just so nice. And guess what? I do this literally every day, and I really need to work on it. <laughs> Woo! All right. So the definition is tries hard to make others happy. Oh, wait. Okay. Wait. Side note. Side note. Just hear me out. I'm sorry. I'm like all over the place. But a quote from the last question about the non-committal people. Let me just redo this quote real quick because it was really good. I think I just. All right. Just hear me out on this quote and then I'll get into the people pleasing. Okay. You teach people how to treat you by what you allow, what you stop, and what you reinforce. I'm going to repeat that. You teach people how to treat you by what you allow, what you stop, and what you reinforce. To me, I interpreted it as boundaries, and you are teaching someone how to treat you by the way you allow it and your boundaries. I thought that was a really good quote. Anyway, people pleasing. Three ways to overcome people pleasing. So we know that people pleasing is you are trying so hard to make someone happy for literally what reason? I don't know. We somehow get satisfaction out of it. And I also listened to a Mel Robbins podcast. I, I like her podcasts. And I found out that people pleasing can make you sick, like, like physically ill, just saying. So this is something we all need to work on. People pleasing manifests itself into anxiety, irritability, and all kinds of negative feelings, right? This is something that I am reading from research. Now, once again, people-pleasing has to do with boundary settings. It is the way that you teach someone to treat you based off the way that you are allowing them. And if you allow them to just walk all over you because you say yes, like this is an example is like, People know you're going to say yes, right? They know you're going to say yes, so they ask you anyway, even when you know you don't want to. And that's when it gets scary because people take advantage, and it's scary, and it's sad. But so number, So here are the three tips from experts on how to stop people-pleasing. Number one, instead of giving an answer right away because we we need – we're like – Chop, chop, right? We think we have to give someone and we think we owe someone. We think we have to give an answer right now this second. You say to them, let me get back to you on that. And like, you know what? This is fucking genius. I never do this. I feel because I am not a procrastinator. I am always like chop, chop right on the dot. And I find that it's hard when I don't give someone an answer right away. It's like you're afraid of like leaving that silence for some reason. All you need to say is let me get back to you. And that allows you to think about what you need to say. And it also like tells them like, okay, that's a little bit of a boundary setting right there. Like boundary settings, maybe I should make an episode on this, but boundary settings is like, 
view it as like a line, right? Like this is your line and no one can cross this line because this is your, what, this is what you what you are allowing. Um, and that leads into number two is, um, I'm just going to read this. A study found that humans optimize decision-making by allowing a brief pause before an answer. So number one was just like, let me get back to you. Okay. Number two is actually delaying the decision. The human brain needs 50 to a hundred milliseconds in order to actually like focus its attention on the relevant information without any distractions. So like someone asks you a question, they're like, Hey, can you do this this weekend for me? You need to pause and like actually comprehend what they're asking you. You know, like in the moment you're like, yeah, no, no, no. Pause, delay it. Allow your brain to actually focus on what this question is asking. And this allows to create a more rational answer and more attention. And I think that we are afraid of pauses. We hate silence, you know, like it's awkward. And like, I get it. Like silence is awkward, but and with pausing and making sure that you're truly thinking about it, maybe you pause and then you say, let me get back to you. The bottom line in number two is just pause, pause, just freeze up. Just yeah. Yeah, let me get, let me, let me get, let me get back to you on that. Okay. It's okay for there to be silence. Okay. And then number three, it's the way that you say no. Okay. So we often have a hard time saying no. And this kind of goes back into the non-committal friends of that. They often make excuses and they don't know how to say no. And a lot of us say, when we are saying no, right, we, we say, I can't because I have blah, blah, blah. And they give a novel of an answer, which to be honest, no one really cares about the novel answer that you really have, like not to be rude or anything, but I am one of those people that, that say the novel, right? So I, I'm speaking from one of those people and uh, no one actually cares. Yeah. Yeah. I found it's just like over time, you're just like, all right, put myself in that person's position. Do they really care that I said no, because I have to do this this weekend and do these groceries and then read this book and no, no one cares. So, um, <laughs> it's the way you say no. And a study found that saying I don't, instead of saying I can't, is a way of being more straightforward and allowing that person to respect your answer and be like, okay, because when you say I can't, it allows the person to kind of push your boundaries and be like, well, why, why can't you, as opposed to you saying, I don't. So an example of this is it, the I don't is just more clear. It's more straightforward. It sounds 
it sounds uncomfortable saying it. Like, I'm like, oh my God, I don't like, I could never say that. Like I'm being so mean saying that, but it's not, it's truly just you being straightforward and clear to the point. Okay. An example of this is I don't want to go to the party. I don't want to go out. Like I don't want to talk right now because people pleasing is not just pleasing that person of going out because you don't feel like it. People pleasing can also be in work environments. It can be in families. It can be in friends, boyfriends, girlfriends, like any area people pleasing can show up. And that could be even just you just doing something like you just doing something because you feel bad because you think that it's going to make the person like you more. Like it could be like agreeing with someone's opinion, even if you don't agree with that opinion, like that's people pleasing. And like, these are all forms of people pleasing. And, um, the bottom line with these three answers, these three ways to overcome people pleasing from these experts is to have boundaries and not feeling bad about it because I often feel like I have to explain myself. Like I have to give all these answers when really it's like, you don't owe anyone anything. Like there is no reason for you to explain and say yes and stress yourself out over something for no reason. And I also want you to know that you're not alone in these circumstances. Like all of this is so much easier said than done, especially when it's like a close friend of yours. And it's like, oh my God, like I would love to see that friend, but I'm just so tired this weekend and I can't do it. But then you say yes, because you feel bad. You know what I mean? Like, it's just like, there's just so much that goes into this. And I think that when you start to go outside your comfort zone and start doing these things that you don't normally do, like literally saying a couple words back to them and like, that's it. Like there does not need to be an explanation. And once you do that, you're like, it gets a little bit easier. Like each time I even go to my friends for this. I'm like, what do I say? <laughs> you know, like, what do I say to this? You know, I'm like really tired. Um, it's Friday night and I worked five days and everyone works five days, but like, I just, I, I'm just tired. An example of people pleasing is being like, no, I, I don't want to go out tonight. How about let's stay in instead? Like it, it, it goes into literally everything that we do. It's crazy how it works. But, um, anyways, so that's all I have to say for that. Um, I'm going to keep looking into people pleasing. I'm going to keep learning about it because this is an area that I am currently lacking on. So I don't want to say this and be like, yeah, like I have it all together because I don't. Um, but the point of this episode is, um, for you to learn and for me to learn because there are things that I already do and there are also things that I don't do yet and that's why I love researching I love reading books and I love just growing <laughs> and I'm glad that we're growing together so um I want you to know for the next episode 
I will be answering these next questions. Okay. You know who you are. The next questions for next week are going to be how to start meditating if you meditate. Yes, I do. Tips for when you don't feel like going to the gym. That's true. Your thoughts on being an only skincare girly and not makeup girly. I'm I'm a skincare one. Um I I have a good answer for that one. Um I'm going to be talking a lot about skincare for that question. Like I said, I wanted to break this episode into two parts so that you can comprehend it in a more easy way. And I think that it will be more beneficial to you if you maybe even re-listen to this episode, maybe take notes um, and start applying it and taking it one step at a time. You do not have to take every single answer that I said today and apply every single one because it is a lot. But if you are aware and you are willing, that is a great step forward. And um, it's hard to build in areas if you are trying to build in every area, if that makes sense. You know, it's like you have five things in your life that you're lacking and you're trying to do all five things at once. It's hard. So just pick one. So if there's one thing that stood out to you in this episode, pick that and really try and apply it to yourself. And if you have any questions, please DM me. If you have any future questions, I would love to do another episode of question and answers. Like I love hearing what you're lacking, what you need help on, because it always ends up helping me as well. Um, but anyway, I'm so happy for you because you are becoming a better version of yourself. Um, Harley, come here. Come here. Come on. Come say bye to everybody. I know. She's so excited. Yeah, we're just having such a good time tonight. I know. I know. You're just so excited. This is my doggy voice. Anyway, sit. Sit. Okay. So, um... I hope you guys have a good rest of your weekend because I am recording this on a Friday. Yeah, I know. You have so much to say. And um, like I said, I'm happy for you. She Harley has a lot to say right now. She's happy for you as well. And um, please share this episode if it helped you. And subscribe and follow and give me any kind of feedback that you need. Have a wonderful week.